Welcome to ISA's Arbor Views podcast, a series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arbor culture. I'm Bob Polemski, your host on this episode of Arbor Views. I'm joined now by Dr. Alessio Finney. He earned his doctorate from the Department of Horticulture of Florence University and works on projects related to sustainable cultivation techniques for nursery production and arboriculture. His doctoral thesis focused on mechanisms of drought tolerance in shade trees and the selection of drought tolerant species with a focus on climate change. Since June 2009, Dr. Finney has been working with root severance on trees. And so, Alessio, it's just my pleasure to have you in the studio with us today to talk about root severance in trees. And welcome to Arbor Views. Thank you, Bob. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Alessio, with regard to root severance, obviously it's something that we should not be doing, but it is, it's, it's commonly practiced in the field. I was just wondering if you could address that. In, in what areas are, are, are root severances occurring? Yeah, it is incredible to see how root severance, which should not be done anywhere, it's almost done everywhere, all over the world. Uh, tomorrow I will have a presentation here in this conference and I will show you example of root severance from New Zealand, Italy, US, China, everywhere. A lot of picture describing cut roots all over the world, very badly. Trees were injured very bad. I think that, that uh, the most um, the place where root damage is more easily to occur is the urban environment, of course. And uh, street trees in particular, if we are in a park, then it's mm, less likely for trees to be damaged. But street trees are particularly uh, injured by this kind of uh, damage. Uh, well, excuse me, so Alessio, basically the way I see this, and I've seen a lot of cutting of roots also in these urban environments, is it because that the roots got in the way and, and people feel that we need to get rid of that obstruction, so let's get rid of those roots by cutting them? The problem arises because the, the trees in the cities are subject to intense conflicts with all kind of uh, infrastructure including buildings, roads, sidewalks. But maybe the most dangerous things is the below ground services. So uh, in the last year especially uh, the advent of optical fiber and cable television required thousand kilometers of uh, new trenching worldwide. So uh, the urban environment, particularly street trees, if they are not planned properly, uh, may be very subject to this kind of damage all over the world. That's well, Alessio, this is now an interesting question, uh, I think, for me is, and for the arborists listening to this program, what happens when you cut those roots? What kind of symptoms are manifested in a tree whose roots have been severed? Wow, this is really a good question. But uh, symptoms can be drastic. Tree may die. But the most interesting thing is that uh, usually these symptoms take years before they become visible. So maybe we cut roots today and the tree appears perfectly healthy 
for the next five years and then start showing uh, reduced growth and crown dieback and then eventually die or even worse it fails. So there is actually a surprising lack of knowledge about what happens during this period uh, in between root severance and mm, the day when the first visible symptoms appear. We try to identify what is happening during these years and uh, physiological means maybe are the best to study uh, what is actually happening in the tree, in uh, tree vital processes. We studied root severance by applying standard physiological techniques as the use of uh, infrared gas analyzer for studying leaf, leaf gas exchange. Thus, we were able to identify what is actually happening uh, in the tree and uh, in the system, the dead parts of the tree which carry water from the roots to the, to the leaf and the consequences that root severance have on, on leaf physiology. It's, it was very, very surprising to see that even on severed trees that appeared incredibly healthy, uh, photosynthesis and transpiration were drastically reduced uh, because of root severance. Thus, the use of physiological methods uh, can help to identify uh, early symptoms of stress which are not visible at all, but as well affect tree functioning. So, Alessia, this is really cool uh, in the sense that when we do have a situation where the roots have been cut, like you said, we may not see anything for five or six years, but already as a physiologist, you could measure and see this reduction in photosynthesis, reduction as well as you do say in transpiration. You already have these physiological impacts that have resulted uh, as a result of cutting those roots. But I'd like to also think about, have you th tell us about this one. I guess this is also born from your research. When you do cut on one side of a tree, what happens? Is, is, is that injury confined to that same side where those roots were cut? Uh, do we find it on some other part of the tree? What, what, what have you found in your research? Wow. This is a question I think scientists all over the world are investigated since years. And uh, the answer is not easy. In my experiment, uh, we realized that cutting roots at one side of the tree uh, just decreases tree performance and carbon assimilation and transpiration all over the canopy. So the effect is not restricted to that particular side of the tree. There was a, an hypothesis called the pipeline model hypothesis, which stated that if we cut roots at one side of the tree, only the branches and the leaves attached on the same side of the tree would decrease their performance. Probably this is not true or just does not apply to urban trees. And I think that uh, the xylem vessels have pith on their side, and this can help uh, the tree to reallocate uh, water and uh, nutrients. Uh, so during the transport across the stem, uh, water and nutrients can be reallocated uh, 
to the whole canopy. Of course, the capacity of the tree to absorb water is reduced because of root severance. So the performance of the whole canopy uh, become uh, less efficient and less able probably to tolerate stressful condition. By cutting roots, we are actually imposing some kind of drought stress on the tree. And what is really interesting and came out from our experiment is that uh, trees with roots severed experience drought stress even in growing season with very high rainfall. For example, in our experimental sites, the average rainfall over the last 30 years was about 1,000 millimeters per year. Uh, we cut roots in 2009, uh, and 2009 and 2010 were characterized by 1,400 millimeters and 1,800 millimeters rainfall, respectively. So almost twice uh, than the average. So with such a high rainfall, no, tr no established tree uh, will suffer from drought. But the trees we severed, they did. So actually, by cutting roots from a physiological point of view, we are just imposing uh, drought stress on the tree. And that, of course, will reduce the capacity of the tree to absorb carbon and by consequence the whole benefit that tree can give to the community. Alessio, in a situation where an arborist is called um, in to somehow try to ameliorate the effects of root severance on a tree, what can they do uh, to perhaps try to improve the health of this tree that had its roots cut? Is there anything that can be done to minimize these potential problems that may occur in five or six or seven years after the event? Yeah, the actual problem is that um, who do the work, who build, who, who dig, uh, will not see visible symptoms until years have passed. So when, when arborists are asked to find a solution, it may be too late because maybe uh, six, eight years have passed and the tree, uh, the xylem vessel of the tree are already embolized or lost their functionality. So mm, that's maybe hard, but there are some methods, of course, we can try to use to save the tree. Uh, first, of course, is irrigation. Uh, the tree lost its capacity to absorb water because of reduced fire roots absorbing surface. So we have to provide him with a lot of water so it can absorb as much, uh, uh, as, much as its root system can. Also, other methods that can improve soil moisture can be used as mulching mulching with uh, compost and or pine bark, of course, create a physical barrier that prevent water evaporation from the soil. Thus, it can increase uh, soil moisture content. Mm. Another method, we tested it in last year, uh, was the inoculation with mycorrhiza. Mycorrhiza are fungi that create a symbiosis with the tree. <laughs> and uh, they develop a huge net of ife 
And these ephyr are very functional in absorbing water and nutrients, and these may uh, compensate for tree loss, uh, for root loss by the tree. Well, Alessia, I'd like to try to finish this program on a positive note. What can arborists do to protect these tree roots to, pre- to prevent root severance from ever occurring? What would you recommend? I think the easiest method, if we have enough room to do it, is to define a protected root zone around the tree, which should not be dug at any case. The protected root zone has a minimum radius, which should be estimated according to different methods reported in literature. For example, one uh, report on on the tree owner's manual stated that the minimum radius of the protected root zone should be in feet should be obtained by multiplying trunk diameter in inches by one for young healthy trees or by 1.5 for mature or stressed trees. But there are more methods which can result in a slightly different protected root zone. However, to define a protected root zone, to fence it, to avoid uh, entrance by people and workers, and to uh, check it is respected is for sure one of the best ways to save the trees. If this is not possible, there are some uh, very recent methods uh, called trenchless technologies, which can allow us to install below-ground utilities without digging a trench. And this may include the horizontal precision drilling um, or the use of hammerhead molds, for example. So we can as well put our pipes in the ground without digging a trench. Of course, this method requires that an entry pit and an exit pit are dug. So, uh, of course, these two pits must be dug uh, far from the root plate in order to avoid any root damage. If we don't have space for doing this, there is one last method. It's quite time-consuming, and everybody who works with that method gets very dirty at the end of the day. But the use of air excavation tools is, of course, very useful. It can be done with iron spade or um, with uh, iron spade coupled with air section devices. This works quite well. You can remove a lot of soil, but put your pipe without uh, damaging uh, tree roots. Well, Alessio, thank you so much for joining us today on Arbor Views. I was joined by Dr. Alessio Finney. He had earned his doctorate from the Department of Horticulture at Florence University, and he works on various arboriculture-related projects, but his uh, recent specialty and interest has been in root severance on trees. And thank you, Bob. It was a pleasure to be here with you.